This, 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 this is mythical. Earbiscus is supported by DoorDash. I'm keeping less alcoholic beverages in my house um, lately. I'm kind of on that swing of the pendulum. Okay. But I will say, there's times when when you wanna crack open an adult beverage. Yes, it happens. Sometimes amongst friends, sometimes alone. <laughs> I don't, I, I don't I, wanna get into the details. I recommend with friends. If you're looking to celebrate with some special drinks, Here's to alcohol deliveries with DoorDash. Whether you're hosting, sending a congratulatory gift, or just staying in to chill with a cold one, DoorDash is an easy call. The alcohol selection on DoorDash is top shelf. With thousands of stores all over the country, you're sure to find what you're looking for and more. They have it all, beer, wine, mixers, and for those that don't drink, mocktails and more can be delivered straight to your door. Save up to 25% off up to a $15 value when you spend $35 or more with code Ear. So whether you're grabbing drinks for an event or staying in for the night, DoorDash is here to help you have a great evening, any evening. Terms apply, must be 21 or older to order alcohol, drink responsibly, delivery and promotions available only in select markets. Welcome to Ear Biscuits, the podcast where two lifelong friends talk about life for a long time. I'm Rhett. And I'm Elkhound Snuggle Baby. What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm Link. This week on the round table of dim light. On or at? On it. We're throwing down on the story. <laughs> Is that a DJ pun? Yep, yep, yep. I speak differently. On the table? I speak differently as a DJ. Um, this week we're throwing down the knowledge, tossing down the knowledge. I am regaling the development, the highs, and let me tell you, the lows. Mm of becoming a DJ and developing and revealing my persona. Are you sure you don't want world. to just make this into a book? Like we, 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 right now, is your, this is your last chance. Cause we have things. The highs and lows of Elkhound Snuggle Baby? If you think about the hierarchy or the way that we, we do our lives, yeah. we've, we've got stories that begin and then stop because they need to be reserved for the podcast. But we might be in a stories that need need to be reserved for your memoir. <laughs> and so, you know. Yeah, but I, I need to be recording those. I would do, I'm gonna do it on this podcast. You can do both of them? You think you can do that? Oh yeah, I can do both. Okay, all right. This could be in the book. I It's, it's like I can have two DJ names that are one. I can do both. Right, it's true. Mm-hmm. So, so th is this Elkhound speaking now or Snuggle Baby? Um, This is Elkhound Snuggle Baby speaking to you. Okay. All right, so when you say it, you just say it like that, Elkhound Snuggle Baby. You don't say Elkhound Snuggle Baby. I have not put the pause, no. Okay. But um, I'm glad you're so interested in the in the <laughs> details because I'm gonna have to get into all those. I Yeah, a lot of people are asking how I came up with a name. You know, there's the whole look, my, my get up that I debuted at Mythicon on the last night at the dance party. And um, I'm really curious, as I talked to you about last week, of just like, we haven't talked about your perspective on all of it. There was a lot of it that I was developing independently. And, um, whew, you know, it, there's also, there's another layer to this, which is just like the creative journey of developing something new that in some ways, in many ways, maybe in all the ways, you experienced with James and the Shame that I think is kind of a, 
I'll call it a B story here today. So if you don't like DJing, if you're not into persona development, and Wait, who, what, I mean, who isn't? I don't know what your problem is. I but, mean, DJing, but if you're not into persona development. Right, like, then who are you? Is there anyone who was ever like on a dating profile, specifically not into persona development? <laughs> not anyone I've dated. Conceptually. Not anyone I've swiped in the direction that means I am interested. I don't yeah, know which direction yeah, never, that is. I never swiped either way. Um, but yeah, there's that B story of stepping out of your comfort zone, taking a creative risk, and then seeing what happens. Um, definitely my, my DJ launch experience and some of the stuff I'll tell you about afterward, uh, it's, it's, it definitely is, has been uncomfortable at times. And I think it's been very good. It's been very edifying. You know, I'm just trying to take in all parts of this experience and just milk the teat for all it's worth. Just, I'm, I'm milking the teat, DJ teat dry. And I'm, it turns out I'm rapidly experiencing just a full range of emotions oh, wow. associated with it. So that's kind of what's going on here too. Um, should we just get into it? I mean, why am I calling myself as a DJ Elk Hound Snuggle Baby, but do not put DJ in front of it. And yeah, do been put, to do that. Do, don't do that. And do put Snuggle Baby in parentheses. Elk Hound, one word, space, open parentheses, parentheses? Parentheses. Parentheses. Yeah, parenthesis. Jen and I, and I worked on this. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> Snuggle Baby, all one word, closed parentheses. The only thing I'll say at this moment is that I feel like I've had I've had some independent parallel experiences um, that will inform my, are informing my perspective as we get to those places where you tell those parts of the story. But I mean, I feel like just last night, and I'll keep this very brief. I had an experience, a DJ witnessing experience. Not like I tried to share the Lord with a, a DJ. You uh, witnessed a I DJ. I witnessed a DJ. Okay. Um, I, I, you know, one I, of my kind. I got to go to the Orville Peck uh, concert, and Orville invited me to the. This is a final. Or Orville invited the, this me. This was the the final oh, uh, the, know, the final Orville. show of the tour in L.A. Invited me to the after party, uh, and Jesse and I went. We showed up, and there was a DJ. It was like kind of a house that's also a club in Hollywood, and there was a, a woman who was DJing and women can DJ keeping it pretty. Yes. Uh, I wasn't saying anything. I was just specifying. So that that felt. Inappropriate, but um, she was kind of just kind of keeping it kind of chill. And then a dude came in, and Jesse leans over to me, and she's like, "Why is that guy like leaning in and seeming to begin to kind of like intrude on this woman's DJ space?" Oh. And I looked up and I said, "Because that's Diplo." So at that point, well, I'll be dag. I, uh, which I would say, we're I, cut from the same ilk. So as Diplo, a, as a DJ, this guy's what top. You know, well, he's he's in the top. He's yeah. cream of the crop DJ, right? Yeah. Um, so I was like, having witnessed the birth of El Count Snuggle Baby, yeah, and his his first adventure. You know, I haven't really watched a DJ before until I watched El Count Snuggle Baby, and so, <laughs> then, so now I've got a parallel experience to sort of 
When we get to that, I'll just give you some of my notes. Yeah, I definitely that I want to, to be compared to Diplo at this point in my career. <laughs> like that is exactly. It was just an interesting juxtaposition right, that I was that's like, totally I feel like, fair. I feel like the universe is giving me. I don't know what points. you're saying. No, I'm saying that. Don't I, clarify. I'm saying anything I learn about DJing is now I have a I have a vessel that I can I can I can mm -hmm. send it to. Okay, good. Okay. If good. I learn something about DJing in my everyday life, I, I give it to El Count Snuggle Baby. That's did, my, that's my mission. I did tell Diplo that if he wants to show up at any of my sets, he can lean in and give a little scritchy scratch. He will. He'll lean in yeah. and eventually he'll take over completely. Uh what does a DJ name his child? This is a joke that Lando told me this morning because he now talks to me as if I'm Elk Count Snuggle Baby. D Junior? No. DJ names his child Eric. Oh, that's much better. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. What does a DJ order at an Italian restaurant? Spaghetti. <laughs> no. Marinara. Uh, okay. Yeah. Some words work better than others. <laughs> yeah. Eric, marinara. Uh, just marinara. That's an odd order. Just I mean, saying. Uh, let's see. Okay. So how did I come up with the name? Um. <coughs> well, you know, you, you were you were encouraging me. You were like, ah, now you you, you I know you're. You said you're going to do this DJ set. You need to go. Like you need to go all the way. Like don't, don't just half-ass it. Like let's, you, you need to make this a moment, you know? To your credit, you gave me the encouragement I needed at just the right time. Like a, a month ahead of Mythicon probably, right? I, I'd, been, I'd been thinking about my set, I'd been working on it. I'll talk about that a little bit. But, well, I'll just say that like, I was, I was pretty nervous about it and I, so, I didn't, at, at the point that we had that conversation, I didn't have a lot of confidence. Now I'm implying I got a lot of confidence later. Maybe I did, I don't know. Um, and you had that conversation with me and I was talking about how I'm practicing and how I'm kind of nervous about it. And that's when you gave me the input of like, well, you, you need to make it a moment. It's the end of Mythicon. You need to make a big reveal about, I mean, you're, you're saying what your name is, but you need to have a look to go along with it. And I was like, I had thought about it, but I just wasn't, I don't know. I, I think I was so nervous about it that I was scared that if I fully committed in my mind to making it a thing, especially publicly, that like people could take pictures of me and it would be worth sharing well, because of the way I looked and that, then, um, that I would be building it up too much. That it, I'm just starting out DJing and it would seem like I thought I was the shit when really, I'm just a fledgling DJ person, you know? And so I was wrestling with that, but I was like, you know what? He's right, I gotta, I gotta go for it. And so I started throwing out some of my thoughts, which were, yeah, I do need to have a get up. My, but I don't wanna wear a helmet. You know, all of these DJs wear helmets. Yeah. The daft punks of the world, the dead mouses of the world, uh, the marshmallows, and, um, Etc. I don't want to cover this face because anybody who want they want to know it's me. Any mythical beast who's showing up at this particular show, right. and I was thinking more about the first show than like like 
my long career into the distant future as a DJ, which may happen. Hopefully it will. Um, so I was like, I don't want to come. People want to, you know, people want to see my face because they want to. They came to see me DJ. Yeah, and I also don't want to mess with my hair. You know, my hair is it's attached to my face at the top, and it's something I really like. My hair, you know, it's part of it's it's part of my signature. Right. So then I'm like, well, uh, sh I, what could I? Do and then like I was thinking antlers. I think you were part of this conversation. You might have thrown out antlers too, but I was definitely thinking that. I was like, yes, it's a mythical tie-in, um, but like not like the antlers need to be big. Mm -hmm. So then it was it, it it got to elk pretty quick. What there was like a moose thought, and then it was like you know what moose antlers are like. They're real, like big hands. Satellite dishes almost. Yeah, they're like satellite dishes. That could, that could definitely work, it's definitely big. And I was like, but I knew that elk have these magnificent antlers that are more deer-like, that seem pretty cool. So I'm like, I bet you I could do something like that. And then instead of it attaching to my head, I was, I, Cause I was like, uncomfortable. what if there was some sort of like shoulder mount that then the antlers would come up and they would be behind my head. Came up with all this before really coming up with a DJ name, the right. look. And then that that's what led to, all right, uh, elk, you know, we're, we, we're talking about elk antlers. And then I remembered um, my mom w had a dog that was a Norwegian elk hound. Actually, it was before I was born when my mom and dad were together, they had a dog that was a Norwegian elk hound named Sam. It's a, a Norwegian elk hound is a beautiful dog that according to some tweets after I put my um, moniker out there, people were telling me like, these dogs, I guess they, they herd elk and they will run between the legs of galloping elk. Of course, my mom and dad, my dad was a farmer at the time, and my mom worked at like a medical facility, and there were no elk anywhere in the region. My dog is very disappointed. But the dog would run all over the farm and just come back at the end of the day. It was just like, it, I've, I have pictures. What happened of, to this dog and the divorce? I, you know what, I, I need to ask they mom. They set it free? I, I think the dog stayed on the farm. I can't quite remember. But the dog was special to mom, and Beautiful, like black and white fur, kind of husky like. Um, so I was like, Elk Hound, I like that name for a DJ better than just like Elk. That just seems like that's just a word. And then I'm like, so Elk Hound, yeah, that's, that, that's good. That's it. That but, could be it. But that's not enough. And then I'm like, I need four more syllables. That's not enough. <laughs> It it wasn't enough because then I was concerned that if I call myself Elkhound, then people might think that that's just cool. That's a cool name for a DJ. Mm. That DJ better be good. <laughs> it's kind of what I was thinking at the time. But really, just that DJ. That's a cool name. Maybe it sounds like this person who calls himself that is taking himself too seriously. I want to add something to it that. 
presents a different side because elk hound is like, it's, it's elk hound, it's percussive. It could almost be abrasive. It could almost be um, kind of emphatic in your face. Like that's what that word feels like, elk hound. It's like, it hits hard. Mm. So then I want something to soften the edges. I want something that, that gives a different but complementary energy. And I also want something that when people have to say it, because when you come up with a name, you basically, there's a lot of power in a name. You know, when people name kids, happens a lot. Every time someone has one, they seem to name it. That's a lot of power. It's becoming less common though. You're becoming less common. You, you're, you're dictating what will flow from the lips of everyone that interacts with this person. And so it's wielding some sort of power over them. I recognize that. And I wanted to use that power for smiles. So I decided that I wanted to add the first thing that came to my mind when I put all this criteria together. Oh, that was the first one. Was Snuggle Baby. Because, and I, I, I liked the idea of people having to call me Snuggle Baby and try to do it with a straight face. It just seemed very link to well, do this. Well, that's for sure. And like unexpected. I think we're all in agreement on that. And then when you put that together, it's a combination of words that doesn't exist. So when you're talking about buying a website domain or like trying to get the TikTok moniker, what is it, whatever it's called, the username on Twitter and Instagram, I. I Twitter and Instagram. I don't know if you could fit Elk It's Elk Hound Snug. Okay, yeah. But on TikTok, it's Elk Hound Snuggle Baby. But are, um, you, are you gonna actually use those? I don't know yet. Use those? Feel free to follow them. Uh, I, Cause I created them for James and the Shame and then I was like, am well, I gonna do this? I just wanna own them, yeah, yeah, which I do. Yeah, having, having them parked I do is already. a good idea. So it's like, because Elk Hound, that's already been taken, it's a freaking dog. I it's just a dog's account. I could've just been Snuggle Baby. I, I think I did find one account that was a um, like a, a foot fetish account that nobody followed. And I'm like, Snuggle Baby? Yeah. Thank you for pointing that out. Well, if you search for it, if you find the foot fetish Snuggle Baby, that's not me. But, and I kinda, I, I was like, I feel good about this. And then, I believe you were the first person I told. Because weren't we at the creative house when I told you? Because you were the one who was like, well, you gotta put Snuggle Baby in parentheses. And I'm like. And I stand by, I stand, I'm like, what? I stand I, by I, I, this. What, what? I mean like, well, I don't have to put it in parentheses. It's like. But you can't, but you, but you agreed. The first thing that I liked about the suggestion was it's, uh, it's kind of like if you're, if you're a true, hip hop fan, you know that MF Doom has to always be presented in all caps. And so I like that kind of test. And that's why I had to like go on record on Twitter and like be very adamant about how it was spelled because hey, there it is. If you know, you know. I'm not gonna keep, and I reiterated at the beginning of this, but you know what, I'm not gonna do that anymore. I'm not gonna do that anymore. At one point, I was thinking I was never going to write it at all, and people were just gonna have to say, open parentheses, close parentheses, but that was stupid. Um, 
But I did like that idea of it being like, a, if you know, you know, and but you also seem how to, to spell it. Um, and it was just weird. But you also seem to embrace the fact, because the, basically what I, the reason I suggested that is because when you described it, and because you basically gave, you gave your reasoning that you just gave me, which is like, yeah, I'm, there's elk hound, but, and that might just be cool, uh, all, what, exactly what you just said. And so to me, it's it kind of sounded like there is this sort of exterior shell that people may interact with, which is elk hound. Um, and then there is this, if you know, you know, the is sort of the interior snuggle baby. Mm. And it's like, because for, for, for me, Oh, this gives you these this flexibility. So you're saying that the parentheses become like a womb? I wasn't suggesting or picturing a womb, but you can do that if you want. I, all I like I'm saying that. is that, because you seem to embrace this, I'm not gonna give it away because I wanna hear what your process was, even during your set. Yeah, well that came to light later. Which I think that so was, I, I thought effects. that was a really good application of it because yeah, in my I, mind it could be like, at this party, Elk count showing up, and that's all you got. To me, it was like it's two people in one. One's a little bit more, if you know, you know. But it just gives you this flexibility, it, and also, yeah, it's kind of weird and funny. I definitely have developed it as more of like a Jekyll and Hyde, two sides of a coin persona, two for the price of one, birds in the hand. And maybe at some point, as you evolve, because uh, you are an animal, and animals undergo evolution, and so do people, because people are animals. You could actually update your suit so that when you when you there, there's actually a transformation that takes place during a show. I mean, it's just like I just feel like there's so many possibilities. There's so many possibilities. Here. Yeah, it kind of hinges on becoming a good DJ. That is probably which, paramount. Yeah, which I am excited about. But I will tell you, it ain't easy. Um, one just some words about my costume, Elise, who's a friend of Mark Byers, who produced a lot of our music. Um, uh, actually Mike Paisley introduced me to her because he was so busy and Jesse was so busy building all the stuff from Mythicon that they didn't have any capacity to build my uh, my DJ outfit. So uh, I got Elise in on the action. So she designed it for me. We went with like a Viking motif that was like a rugged, It's it's less of I'm an animal and more of like I'm, it's kind of like you killed an animal. Viking garb type thing with the way the stuff that's on the wrapped around the antlers. There's like some flare on it, and then there's like a shoulder draped um, cape, like a a fur a fur drape. And um, if you think that my shoulders look big under there, it's not because I'm wearing shoulder pads. It's just because I am that I'm that buff. Hmm. And the, and there are shoulder pads under there. Oh. Okay, thanks for um, clarifying. Ooh, that got kind of, it gets kind of hot, so I had to wear a tank top and shorts. I, I noticed. So that, my, I ended my ensemble by wearing like um, some small corduroy shorts and then um, tennis shoes and uh, crew socks. So it's kind of daddish yeah, I got, on the I, bottom. Yeah, I had that vantage point. Apartments.com has more rental listings than anywhere else. So finding the perfect place is easier than ever and so is finally moving in together, just the two of you. It's a big step. 
Lots of new responsibilities, lots of adjustments. Most likely, they'll wake you up at odd hours to go to the bathroom. And you'll most definitely find yourself in trouble coming home late for dinner. They may even unroll all your toilet paper next time. It's just what happens when you two find a new place together. But you're not doing it because you feel like it. No, you're doing it because you love them, because they're family. And that's why Apartments.com has more pet-friendly rental listings on the internet. Did you know that's what we were talking about? Yes. Pets. So that you and your furry family can find the perfect new place together. Apartments.com, the place to find a pet-friendly place. DJing really suits me. I think I've told you this before. I might have talked about it on the podcast, but like I, I bought a deck like over the pandemic, I had uh, signed up for Masterclass just so I could take Questlove's Masterclass on DJing, which turned out to not be that technical, but it was more like an overview. So it was like a really cool primer to just start to understand the Spiritual ins and outs DJing. of it. Yeah, and um, you know, I think, yeah, that happened before I was like stepped into the role of DJing the Christmas in July party here at Mythical, but I only had my la I only had Spotify. I didn't have any real means to actually DJ, and I learned so many things about it that I told you about that necessitated me buying a DJ deck. Like I bought a used one off eBay, so that it's interesting. This my psychology along the way. It's good for me to notice this in myself because I don't. It's something to overcome. Um, if if someone's trying something creative, kind of like me, but like I, I would I would rationalize things like I'm not going to buy a deck new, um, because then I'll feel bad when I don't follow through with this. So I'm going to buy a used one off eBay, so I won't feel as bad if I walk away from this. It's such an you know mm. it was like I was giving myself outs in full instead of like saying you know what. I think I could re be really into this. I'm going to go for it. It and so many so buy many... something so new and expensive that you'll feel guilty if you stop. That's what I would have done. <laughs> you know, you like right. like like guilt yourself into not stopping. Right. I kind of had this predisposition that oh, this probably won't turn into anything. I'm going to encounter something that's going to be the reason that like I just never follow through with it. And that's why I like when I even when I was doing Mythicon, I was like, I'm not gonna make a big deal out of this. You know, it's 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 not a healthy instinct. I think it's something that I've had to overcome, and mm -hmm. that's why I just I'm going back trying to acknowledge it because I'm learning from it. Um, but I I just really started getting into I I love music. I love listening to music, like especially over the pandemic, I got really into it. So then, like being able to manipulate music and turn knobs, there's like a the editor in me. Um, and I'm talking like video editor in me that I don't do anymore. It's like that really came to that came back to me like using the using the deck. It's and just you, a lot you, of fun. And you like making playlists for I love making for playlists. certain to set vibes. Yeah, yeah. And uh, greatest compliment you can give me is can I have that? Can I have the playlist you were playing? Um, so as I started getting ready for Mythicon, I was like I kept. I just didn't, there's two things. It's like working on what songs you're gonna play and then working on the skills of a DJ to be able to like operate the deck and transition between songs and put things in an order, kind of make it seamless. And once you start watching tutorials and reading about stuff, 
it gets overwhelming really quickly. And uh, at that point, Ben, here at work, our you know DP, director on a lot of stuff, he was like, you know, I gotta tell you, I got a DJ deck um, recently too. I was like, really? I was like, dude, we should get together and like s do some DJ some stuff. Some double DJ? So it was like three weeks before Mythicon that we finally were able to get together and Ben is you know, very technical and uh, so when he, sh he had all these things to show me that I had not figured out. And so over the course of a few hours of him like showing me some transitions and he had his own deck and he would show me stuff and then he would try to figure out how to do it on his deck. How's his on deck? my deck. How's his deck compared to yours? He got a bigger deck? His deck is uh, not as good as mine. Oh, okay. All but right. he probably paid more because I got mine used. Okay, well, interesting. Um, so he was, he was teaching me things I didn't know, which is pretty much everything. And I just, I'll, I'll tell you, and I don't, I don't know how much Ben, I don't know what his perspective on it was, but like when, when we parted ways that night, I stayed there for another three hours freaking out and trying to practice because I was like, oh my God, I didn't realize how much I didn't know and now I'm gonna suck so bad. Well, had you been, like before Ben showed up, were you like I was putting doing, together a playlist and like practicing transitions was, and stuff? Like what was, like, I, was putting I, I, know together so, I know so little like, about, about how this works like, from a technical perspective. I don't like, know anything about it. I had to, you gotta pick a bunch of songs and from the reading I did, it's like, what, no, however long your set is, you need to have three times that amount of songs. So I'm like, I need to be ready to do two hours at Mythicon. Now that reduced some, but two, so at the time I was thinking, I need six hours of music if I'm, if so I'm transitioning. So explain that to people. Because when you play, when you're reading the room, you have to be able to go with the flow of what's happening. If you're not connecting with an audience, you've got to change it up. You gotta be able to go in a different direction, like a different style. You right. have to like, um, and I have kind of an eclectic style. Like I like some pop stuff. Like I'm a fan of the Harry Styles album. Uh, I like to play some Dua Lipa, but then I'm a real hip hop guy. So I really like that. And I like old school hip hop and I like some, a lot of new hip hop, but if people aren't into that and they don't know the new stuff, then I've only got the old stuff and I can't keep going back. And within any one song, if it gets a little boring, you kinda wanna transition to a new song. I mean, if a song's five minutes or four minutes, in that, in a certain, in a dance setting, yeah, I don't think you wanna, sometimes you, you just don't wanna play more than like half of it. Yeah. You know? You want to keep things moving. Like the moment they start to get a little okay, I'm everybody's not loving this song. You got to move on, and then you got to figure out a way to do it that is as seamless as possible. Right. You know, so you can move from one thing to the next. So I understand all these principles. Like I know, I know how to read a room. I have my taste in music. I only want to play things that I like that then also connect with people. So I. I had all these exercises in my mind that was like, song selection matters so much. And then technique, like beat matching, where you you have a song and then you cue up another song in your earphones and 
you match the beat. So like you move the tempo up or down to be in sync with the other song and then you find a way to start playing it and mixing the two together and then subtly transitioning in a way that seems like you've done sort of a remix. And that's why DJ has like headphones that are like one ear on when they're, when they're off. You're listening to what the crowd's hearing but then you're listening what you're queuing up and playing because like you don't want this long intro. Oh yeah, this is an album cut and like the artist is talking or doing a skit or something. This is like you're gonna kill the room if you gotta start it at the right time. So all of these, and there's so much more that I still don't know. But in terms of being able to transition, I mean, and then you can do like key matching, because you don't wanna be blending stuff that are in different keys, it'll be like dissonant and it doesn't, it just is like, eh. There's so much technique that goes into it that I'm just scratching the surface, but I made up my mind in the limited amount of time I had, I was like, I cannot, and it was that night that I kind of decided I cannot put this much pressure on myself to like be a technically proficient DJ. I just, I'm not there yet. If, but I can't lose sight of some key realities. Um, the first is there is, this is gonna be the most supportive, enthusiastic crowd to just, and a lot of them will know the story that I'm telling, like the, where this, that I'm just getting started with this. Right. And all they wanna do is just watch me try this new endeavor and support me through it. It was, there probably won't be a gathering to watch. I'll, I'll just skip ahead and tell you. Based on my experience, there was not, I don't think there is a DJ whose first public set was in such a supportive, enthusiastic environment yeah. ever. You, it, may, it may be the most. It was the supportive debut. Most awesome yeah. crowd for a DJ who was just getting started. Ear Biscuits is supported by Live Nation. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, Get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, yeah. Alanis Morissette, okay. Cage the Elephant. Why not? Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more for way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long for just $25 each. Visit livenation.com slash concertweek to buy now. That's livenation.com slash concertweek to buy now. It was amazing. I was and actually watching. I was right about the, that. The, uh, the DJ who started the night. Mm. Yeah, uh, and I was like, I was He's just, good. I, I was like trying to get his, his his read on things. I actually he he was playing it really close to the vest. I couldn't get much of a read, but I could on what on like on his read of the crowd or on the crowd's yeah, read no, of him on the fact that like because he was kind of down there in the back, kind of hanging out in the back. Which oh, was, while I was up there, while you were up there, and I'm like, here's this guy that's been playing for the crowd, and the crowd is really into it already, right? I mean, I'm sure he had been educated on like, you know. I was really self-conscious. coming up to that, do this. Yeah, but there like, was a DJ who played and warmed up the crowd because when our, when our stage show ended, everybody made their way to the tent and the DJ started playing. The dance party started and then after like 45 minutes is when I came on and took over. And, I, well, and, and like literally I walked on and then he walked off. 
And specifically, and then he watched, and I was really self-conscious. Well, let's get into the details of like how you actually started the set, like what that involved, because that was what was a trip to, to a to uh, to be there to witness. So yeah, but also to to then like turn and watch this guy because like you yeah. didn't have it. This it, is what I want to. It know. wasn't a typical uh, no. introduction on any level. Nope. But the the just to finish my thought though, the the second point was. I, they're gonna be supportive was the first point. Second point that I wanted to keep in the forefront of my mind is that like I'm not gonna focus on technique, I'm just gonna focus on song selection. If at the end of the day, I play a song all the way through and then I play the next song all the way through, I can just do that and it will be okay. It, song selection is so much more important than any technique at this point in the game for me. So I, I spent a lot of time like amassing playlist, private playlists that like got me to six hours of music. And then I, then I just started working on putting that playlist together in an order and saying, you know, you set cue points. So if you need to skip forward in a song, you can skip forward on beat and it won't feel like I'm just guessing at when I transition to the next song. If you can skip to the, kind of the outro of the song and then transition, it becomes a little easier. And then, but, so, so that was my focus. And then once I got my set list down, then I did start just trying to get proficient at going from song to song. It sounds simple, but I was just like, I just have to keep it simple. But then I also wanted, I was like, well, I have to reveal my DJ name the first time anyone's gonna hear it is gonna be from stage. And well, I'm like, see DJs, I know they can talk, but like in the purest form, in my opinion, a DJ doesn't talk. But I need to talk, cause I need to say what my DJ name is. So I said, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm going to um, record little sounds. I'm gonna record little, little, little moments that announce my DJ name. So, you know, I, I, actually, got, I actually got Mark over and uh, he, recorded, he recorded me and then we like put some effects on some stuff that like then I could load it on my deck and like hit, a, hit buttons and start playing stuff that would, you know, reveal my DJ name. So like this. Elkhound Snuggle Baby. That's my voice. Wow. Oh, I, I remember I remember hearing that. Elkhound Snuggle Baby. Now in, in in a large tent with a lot of people making a lot of noise, um, there was a lot of this. As this began to happen, this is my vantage point. Well hold on, and let me tell you how it happened. Okay. So I said, well, I'm just not gonna get up there and start playing these sound effects. I've got, I, I need an intro track, so I had like music that I came out to like a wrestler, instrumental, kinda like Viking with a big beat mm -hmm. music. And then when that was over, I did just, I hit him with an elk hound. Elk hound. And then I hit him with a snuggle baby. Snuggle baby. And I knew at this point that people were gonna be like, what? Yeah. What? Lots of leaning over. First of all, a lot of cheering. I mean, ear chattering. 
Oh my God. Deafening cheering. Because they were reacting to my antlers and my friggin' fur cape. But then a lot of people were like, Greg, who at that point was getting ready for like the inaugural tweet. Uh huh. He leans over to me and he's like, How do you, what is it? El, Eltron? <laughs> Eltron. L train. I heard L train from people. And I was like, Elk Hound. And, and I, and I, and I want to take full responsibility for not including the, the parentheses parenthes- in the mythical tweet. Cause he was like, how do you spell that? And I was like, it's Elk Hound and the Snuggle Baby. And obviously I was team parentheses, but I think it, 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 it created a, a great way for you to clarify it. I got up there and then I, I, I hit him with the Elk Hound and the Snuggle Baby and then I, I I had recorded, I was like, I, I, I don't wanna give a speech, but I just felt like, um, I felt like I needed to give a speech, but I didn't wanna give a speech, so I, I called Jenna and I said, I need you to come over here for, I'm recording some stuff, I need your voice because I know you were the voice of an alien in no. Independence Day. She's the voice of the orb. Yeah. Well, it's. Same. It's an. It was. An I alien. thought it was AI, but it. She explained to me okay, it was it's an, an alien. alien. It's, it's in, like in, a singularity of a whole. Species. In Independence Day two. Yes. Independent. Oh, Independence Day two. Oh yeah. 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 Okay. You told me all this when we were recording I did. because I was wrong about it. Mm-hmm. I thought you were AI. You're an alien <laughs> singularity. You recorded the scratch track because you worked for the director. And then they loved it so much that they just kept you in the movie. They did. They did yeah. not recast Mm-mm. from the, your scratch track. So <laughs> I was like, I need your voice. <laughs> so I had her come in and record. Ad lib speech now. Wow. Ad lib speech I've never, now. I've never heard you make that effect. Ad lib speech now. Ad lib speech now. See, I'm doing a little DJing right now. Ad lib speech now. Yeah. And then I. In there, in there, Jenna was sitting over there. Mark was recording me. I ad libbed a speech. Yeah, walk. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. That so was, that was evident. And so then I, I said, well, I'm just going to play the speech for people, and I'm going. I recorded it. It was uh, two minutes and forty one seconds long. Uh-huh. Um, and I decided it would be hilarious if I play the speech, and then I start gesturing as if I'm actually giving the speech. Like I'm an animatronic version of a DJ yeah. and, and like the Hall of Presidents at Disney. Yeah. I just thought that would be awesome. Yeah. So I started the speech and then after a while, I stopped pantomiming and I started, I, I faded in a beat underneath it mm-hmm. to make it seem cooler. Right. Even though- So that, w- that was a uh, on the fly decision? No, I'd plan to do it, but okay. it wasn't in a track. It seemed I had natural. To, I had to do it. I had to fade it up. So like this, like, um, SZA. I faded in some SZA. Yeah. That's uh, always a good idea. I'm not going to play the, the whole speech for you, but I'll play a little bit. So, Elkhound Snuggle Baby. That's, that's my DJ name. This is me. Yo. I'm not, well, I don't think I'm, I'm not really going to say yo. I, I don't. I think I'm just gonna say things that I would normally say in like my normal life. But this is this is kind of this is but I could go in full persona and I guess as a DJ, you know what? Let's meet halfway. Just call me Elk Hound Snuggle Baby. You know? Yeah, you know. Then I know that we'll be on the same page. 
Um, and then that was playing. That was like thirty. In, that, in the, you know, it's twenty tent. seconds yeah. of the. There's still two minutes of right. the speech yeah. left. But there's music. I put music underneath, so it was like everyone was just kind of like understanding. This is the most awkward speech. That is completely ad libbed. Like there's, it's not edited in any way. This is exactly what I really. I did an ad lib speech, <laughs> and then I didn't like it. Oh, so this is a take two. This is take two. Oh, but it's totally different than take one. Really different concept. I went in a different direction. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com credit card. So yeah, I recorded this ad lib speech didn't edit any of it, threw some effects on it, and then I was like, I'll just bring some some uh, some SZA underneath it, you know? And uh, yeah, so there's two minutes left. Do you want me to keep playing the whole thing? Or is it uh, a little, it's awkward. Yeah, I mean, you can't, it's, it's uh, up to you. you know, You're I the wanted, DJ. I wanted to capture the awkwardity of the moment. Like, just this thing that's like, I'm calling myself this, you know, uh, if if you, are willing to call me Elk Count Snuggle Baby, that says something about our relationship. Because if you're willing to call me oh, that, <laughs> that says something about our relationship. Oh, yeah, see, you're saying Like, <laughs> there's that. I just don't think anybody off the street would be comfortable looking me in the eyes and calling me Elk Count Snuggle Baby. It's just such a, it's the thing that normal people wouldn't do. Right. Like, if somebody asked me to do that, Look him in the eyes and call him Elk Hound Snuggle Baby. I would be like, uh, I'm going to order coffee from somewhere else, you know? And Jenna, you're sitting there while this is happening? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, because because um, later on, you know, she had to be the one to record Elk Hound Mode. Yeah, that was one of my favorite parts. Yeah. And then, of course, she also recorded Snuggle Baby Mode. Yeah. And then she also recorded Elk Hound's doing business as Snuggle Baby. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty You're good. You're welcome. I yeah. like that. that. That's my favorite one. Elk Hound's doing business as Snuggle Baby. Yeah, because I determined that like Elk Hound mode was like, we're going for it, we're getting down. And then Snuggle Baby mode is more of like, Oh man, I'm I'm kind of having some feelings to go along with it. I was trying to and the figure tempo out goes more like to like ninety. You were trying to figure out the difference. It wasn't immediately obvious to me. But it's more I, Snuggle I'm, Baby's I'm more laid back, and in other, I couldn't go in. Honestly, I didn't. I never went into full Snuggle Baby mode, which would be more of slow jams. Very not 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 too sexy, but just very laid back, like almost like lounge bob your head kind of a thing. Maybe stroke something. Could be a pet. Mm, okay, all right. Uh, and then Elkhound mode, you're like gonna be sore the next day. If there's moshing that's gonna happen, it's gonna be with Elkhound. Right, the The one that I never got to play because I didn't have enough pads. Elkhound Snuggle Baby, E-L-K-H-O-U-N-D, open parenthesis, S-N-U-G-G-L-E-B-A-B-Y, close parenthesis. Yeah, that, that's probably a good choice that you 
I, I chose. You didn't, I, li- you didn't like that one. I, I, I gave I, the proper spelling. I liked your delivery. <laughs> I, it, it, was, it was a little it, overbearing. I'm questioning my entire life. That's that the one I used. That was, and I'm glad you I'm used that. I'm questioning my entire life. And right you now. use that pretty liberally. That is, when I first started recording. That was an honest reaction. This was honestly one of the first things that I said when recording. I'm questioning my entire life right now. So now that's part of my tag. That's the signature tag for Elk Hound Snow. Well, okay. So let me interject at this point. About, These are all my sound ups. About, You're good uh, to go. I feel like what this represents uh, at this point, including that one that you just said, and I think that last one, I'm questioning my entire life right now, really uh-huh. illustrates this. And I think it is, it also speaks to the fact, to, to the environment in which you did this. And that is, um, and I think this is a beautiful thing. So, your apprehensiveness associated with this endeavor and your questioning yourself. I'm questioning my entire life right now. It is, it's a part of the introduction. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, in that. I wanted to bring my honest self to it. And I think I think you succeed. Well, you succeed. Like you got all of me. And I think that's you know. First of all, I you know it's an overused term that we are that authenticity is, is valued in entertainment. And I think that the internet, and specifically social media and social media entertainment like YouTube, etc., has it's the reason. Honestly, it's the reason that we do this podcast now in the way that we do it. It's the reason that we shared our deconstruction stories, which right. is the reason that I made the album about deconstruction. Real, man. It's there's a the real leaning into the like I, I I'm I could put on airs and try to appear to be something or whatever, but this is actually my authentic self. You wrapped that into the actual presentation itself, and, and I made it performance art. So yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. It was at this, it, that's when I started to really get excited was I'm taking some risk in something that can't be compared to anything else. Like I'm doing something that I want people to scratch their heads. I want them to feel weird. And, but it's like people were so supportive. I don't even think they felt those well, things. And that's that, the, that the was, second part of that is you can only kind of do that in a really supportive place. It's almost like no, you created. No, I, I will do it anywhere. Well, but I'm saying for the first time. But yes. Uh, you created what you might call a director's commentary that you would then see in the documentary about your DJ debut, but you folded it into the actual debut itself, if that makes sense. This is the director's commentary. You you, know, yeah. like, I see, yeah. you see me up there on stage, I was questioning my entire life, but no, you're just like, I'm questioning my entire life right now. I don't know how many people, I mean, people ex- I think most people experienced it as Link is very weird and very odd. And I'm not surprised. And, de- and, I that's, know and that's everything that I expected. And so yeah. that kind of makes this fun and cool and enjoyable, which it did. But I think pr- probably some people were like, oh, he's, it is performance art, but it's honest performance art. I, when I went up there on that stage, um, I was not nervous. I went from three weeks earlier to being a complete wreck to determining that with my criteria and like, you know, that like I wasn't gonna lose perspective and I was not gonna let go of my insistence on having the time of my life. And I am so, I've never had anything that I felt so much pressure and then got past it so that when it happened, 
I could just be just there for it. And let me tell you, I, I actually, that was my experience. And we've done a lot of stuff that I wish I could go back and ha- be able to pull that mind trick. And, but something about the setting was so special that the safety net was so supportive yeah. that it, it's not, I, you know, it's unrealistic to expect that I could go back and apply it 100% to something in the past or even in the future for like our next demanding thing that like, cause you know, there was also like, nothing really depends on this, you know? It's like, if I fall flat on my face, I'm just gonna get up and keep going and make a joke. Because once we got past all of this stuff, like this opening part, I still didn't speak the entire set. I just started playing my set. And I had a decent number, I had a bunch of ideas for how I wanted to transition stuff. And I would say um, a third of the time, I, uh, I pretty much accomplished what I was going for. A third of the time. Okay. And, and I think that a lot of things like, you know a lot of times it, I would just, I'd hit the button and I would say like, elk hound, snuggle baby. Yeah. Well, over half the time that I played elk hound, I was trying to cue the next song in my headphones. Okay, it, and did, then, it did often come at interesting times. Yeah, and it I was, was like, never. Oh, he's making some interesting choices Yeah, I was here. like, cause, cause I'll listen on my headphone and I'm queuing up the song and you can't hear that, but somehow the yeah, You can't the predict Elkhound what Elkhound still goes out there. Or Snuggle Baby. Like, oh, I just said Elkhound by accident. I better say Snuggle Baby now. And then I would hit Snuggle Baby and then I would queue up my thing. And it, just and it got, got a cheer every time. It got a cheer every time. And it got to a point where I was like, oh, I'm screwing up and if I just act like I meant to do it, after that intro that I gave, they're gonna believe that I meant to do everything. Like even when I played the speech, like after like 45 seconds into the speech, I accidentally started the speech over. Yeah, I thought that was intentional. And I was like, oh, that's a, yeah, that's a weird choice. I'm going on instinct now. I guess my body (laughs) wanted that to be even weirder than it was. So I gave the speech twice, the first half of the speech twice. Um, And then it it was weird. Maybe I just got looser, I got some confidence, but, there were a couple of points towards the end of the set, like I was gonna go from Michael McDonald, I keep forgetting, into uh, Regulate by um, you know the G-Funk classic, mm-hmm. which samples it. And I could not get Regulate to play. I couldn't, I don't know, I still don't know. You don't what, know what happened? I couldn't transition to the next song. And that's why like, I keep forgetting it went away to nothing. People, people would always cheer because they, they was like, oh, he's going to the next song. They're just so gracious. And then I'm like sh- struggling to figure out why the song's not playing. And then I ended up having to go back and just play more of Michael McDonald because I couldn't figure out how to get to it. And I was like, well, okay, I just move on. And then, and that was in the latter half of the set. And then the next, like, so by the time we got to the ending, like I had, the other thing was things got squirrely because I had so much music but I had, I had like an hour of music I wanted to play and I had 15 minutes to play it. So I had to start making choices of what I was because skipping and noise, what I was playing. Because there's a noise ordinance that we had to abide by. Well, yeah, at a certain point, you just gotta wrap it up. It was, I mean, it was after midnight. And so I'm making all these choices on the fly and then trying to figure out how I'm gonna transition from song to song between songs I've never, it's never, I've never, I'm, 
I'm literally doing everything in the moment. And that that's what got the best of me that when I, like these fundamental mistakes like, oh, this slider's over here so this song is never, they're never gonna hear this song. So <laughs> the set kind of started to fall apart a little bit by the end. But, um, and then at the very end, I did get the microphone and I gave a speech and I was like, you know what, all good things must come to an end. Thanks for coming out to Mythicon, this has been amazing. And then I I pressed, I had it all queued up and I, I was press, I was gonna play the last song, Roll Out, yep. so that everybody could leave yep. by Ludacris. Wouldn't play. Yeah, I am. It would not play. Is that when you started saying, I, don't, I can't get the last song to play? Yeah, that's when I said, I I, I would end this I if, I, that might be if I could get the last song to play. The, the beautiful thing about your everybody, style everybody is left. that anything could be intentional anything. or unintentional and right. no one knows. Yes, except for now. Yeah, now they know. So now when people come to my sets, they're gonna be like, oh, it must all be a mistake. Yeah, right. But nope, I'm gonna get better, it's all gonna be intentional. And then I finally got Rollout to play, and then when Rollout was over, I had one more song queued up, like my walk-off song, and I pressed it, nothing happened, mm. and I just walked off stage. Yeah. And it was just like, I was like, this has been amazing. I'm not gonna let any of this get to me. And I was ecstatic. But there was some, in my mind, there were some huge fails. But the biggest thing about it was I was up there on stage and I was like, in, I was in this world of like, okay, I'm gonna get started. I didn't have my headphones. Mm. So, like, right at the beginning, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of details. You, I you, lean over to, I lean over and like Jenna walks up and, right, you walked up and Ben walked I, up. Well, I could see. I was like, I could tell by your body lost. language that something was wrong. Right, I was like, yeah. I was looking a DJ down. Without his headphones. <laughs> I was looking at the other D, uh, that the other DJ's headphones and their his jacks were too big because he's a he's a big time DJ. Yeah, he's got an eighth say, inch jack. I didn't want to say and how big like, his deck was, but his deck his was, deck was twice as big as maybe my deck. four times. Okay, yeah, and his jacks were twice as big as my jack. So I leaned over to Jen and I was like, I need my headphones. They're in my computer bag, in the other house. <laughs> in the top, and then come to find out, Jenna sprints over there, Sprinted. and I, I started the speech. So I'm doing the speech now, and then Jenna, when you came back, you fell flat on your face. Oh, I ate it, oh bad, yeah. I sprinted all the way to the house. I, I like, there were some crew members in there, and I was like, emergency, out of the way. <laughs> and I like grabbed your headphones, sprinted all the way back, and then bound up the stairs, and I hit the last stair to the stage, and just, Bam. In front of everybody. In front of everybody. Ate it straight down. I did not knee. see this. Oh, Elkhorn Snuggle Baby was in his own world. Because I was giving my speech. I was giving my speech. <laughs> Jenna was falling on her Didn't face. Your your headphones were like silver. They were just Christie's headphones from going on planes. Were, how big were they? Oh, uh, they were like Bose headphones. Okay. They weren't too big. Yeah, for some reason I can't picture them. But then I'm I'm looking around and the crew is on stage. Uh, Lily's on stage, Lincoln's on stage, my dad is on stage, they're all dancing, Christy's on stage. Yes, you know, Christy's not in the public eye. She made a choice that she was gonna be out there supporting me and it was just a, it It was so sweet. It, mm -hmm. it, was, it was beautiful. You were on stage. I was. David Hill was <laughs> like my hype man over on the other side. David Hill has a gift. Oh my God, I can't go anywhere without that guy now. Mm -hmm. He is amazing. And like when I played New Light, which is like 
me and Lillian Lincoln song, like they came over and I put my arms around them and we're dancing. That's like, also not something you typically see at a, a DJ set, is it some the, new the, the DJ's kids oh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> come up and dance with him. But again, I was thinking that at the time, I was like, what an interesting, I, I was just, I've been thinking about Tell me this. what you thought about the whole thing that you well, said. Well, I, I, I was thinking the way that it was a great culmination to Mythicon in general, because I was like, what an interesting world that, you know, the two of us and our team and the mythical beasts have created in which this, what is happening right now is possible. Like, you, your dad from Myrtle, North Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, is up there like. Dancing do, to jig. Do, doing his, his dance. Dancing a jig to jig. Uh, and, you know, on the same stage where the night before I, Jesse and I had done this country music thing. Wild, man. For the same, essentially the same group of people and then your kids are up there. My, Shepherd's up there like. Shepherd's up there. Shepherd's trying to get a dance a little yeah. bit. It was awesome. Um, and I was it, just like this, yeah, I, I I was, so in terms of in terms of that, I was just like, what, a what an incredible atmosphere for this kind of thing to happen. Um. And then, I mean, ultimately, I was I was thinking, this is. I mean, I don't think anything that you did was surprising. I think that all of it was. I, I didn't know none of it. I I've learned was expected that if you, you couldn't have expected anything. If I you did. had to ask me, what mistakes did you make that I picked up on? I would be like, well, obviously the end when he couldn't play that song. Mm. Um, and maybe one other time when the songs, when, when it just kind of stopped and it didn't go into the next song. Right. And then I would have said that, I think for the most part, everything else was intentional, which is again, is, which is why I'm saying that the, the style that you're embracing is kind of like, ah, you can't really, you can't really go wrong, you know? That's right, baby. It's, it's long as something comes out. It was amazing. I had such a good time. I'm not saying I did amazing. I'm saying it was an amazing experience. Like it was just like just just I just putting it out there, and just the exuberance of the crowd. There wasn't enough room for it. Everybody was facing the stage, and watching me and watching all of us on stage dance and kind of dancing in place. But it was kind of like a watching a concert, but it was just a DJ, you know. Which yeah, was which cool. I've never. I, I guess that's what happens when people go to like DJ concerts, like that. You're there for the DJ. Yeah, I guess so. Never been there I mean, either. I it's that's like what that's that's the other thing is that like I've never been to a club like dancing, and here I am trying to be a DJ. I might need to start going to clubs to see what they do, but it's a different thing. Like that's not the type of music I play. I think I'm more of a barbecue DJ, honestly. Oh, really? But I can. I can. I uh, okay. You well, you sell it short. I guess. I guess what I'm thinking is that, regardless of what you, because I know you want to talk about your other experience. I have to the, tell the, you about the next the other thing one. you did. But for better or for worse, anything that we do for the rest of our lives, including your DJing, uh, the majority of people who are going to be there to see it, if they made, if they heard about it happening, and they're showing up to see it, they're going to be coming to it because of everything else that you have done up to that point, right? I mean, let's just face it. 
same goes for me and, yeah. and my music. It's not like all of a sudden, regardless of how well either one of these endeavors would go, it's not like, unless we like go, you, you, like you go to a festival where everybody's there for a bunch of re other reasons. <laughs> if people are like, Elkhound Snuggle Baby is doing a, sh a show tonight, the majority of people are gonna be there. I, I like Link. I, I I like Link, and I also like to dance. The, the, that's the Venn diagram, and so I'm gonna be there. And so I think that ultimately that's a beautiful thing. And what it mean, what to me what that means is is that with the exception of things like, hey, I'll DJ your party, people who I don't know. But if you're like, hey, I'm gonna just do this show. Every, virtually every time you step into this onto the stage, it's going to be people who are showing up because they want to see you DJ in the way that you DJ at whatever point in the process you're at. So it's like, okay, year two oh, I'm not, Snuggle Baby. I, I'm not stopping. Year two L Count Snuggle Baby is going to be 12 months more proficient at DJing oh, yeah. than year one. But the people, and that's gonna change the experience, but the people are there because they're just like, I just wanna be there to see year two of well, L Count Snuggle Baby and vice versa. Allow yeah. me to yeah. illustrate uh, how wrong you are. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, the, they were so hyped. The crowd was, they were oh, asking I'm not us. Oh, I'm not telling my dare. Yeah. I'm talking about, <laughs> I flew home on Sunday and then the next day, Monday was Halloween. And I had agreed to DJ Lando's friend's Halloween party. But that's consistent with what I'm saying. Hold on. That's a different thing. Let me tell you about <laughs> it. it. It was the most different thing. So, it was Lando's twelve-year-old, like uh, you know, group of sixth-grader friends, and then uh, their parents, which were all friends because of football. And then the house that it was at, uh, Lando's friend has a younger sister, so all of her friends were there, and some of those parents. So it was how like big, how big of a crowd? Two group, uh, probably, probably fifty people. But then, like, how many middle schoolers there were? Probably, um, you know, fifteen. And they're all in costumes. Yeah, they're all in costumes because I'm gonna. They, there was like in the backyard, they had like one little speaker set up, and then, but it was actually pretty pretty loud, and a dance floor mm. set up. Okay, got it. And then a little fog machine thing, like uh, Brian, the dad who's a friend of mine, he like set all this stuff up, it was pretty cool. And then, so like they were gonna play music, I was gonna DJ a little bit, and then they were gonna trick or treat, and then they come back and I was gonna DJ some more. And the dads go trick or treating with the kids while the moms hang out at, at the party. And I was like, yes, I'm gonna, I'm gonna DJ this. I need to get some more experience. I bring my deck, I set everything up an hour ahead of time, I come back, and then everybody starts showing up, and I start playing well, hold on. What, what are are you in? Are you in Elkhound uh, garb? Yeah. No, I was not planning on it, but I couldn't have anyway because it was on the truck coming back from Mythica. Okay. So okay. I I wore my camo outfit that I actually had worn the day before. At, at no, I had worn it two days before at the Mythicon brunch, like my camo outfit. But you're still Elkhound Snuggle Baby at this point. I still am. This yes. isn't just link link. No, no, no. Yeah, I was still Elkhound Snuggle Baby, but I just wasn't in my garb. Okay. Because I didn't have it. Right, right, right. Um, people did ask me who I was dressed up as, and I was like, uh, I wore this two days ago. <laughs> uh, I said, okay, I'm a camouflage giraffe, if you want me to be. Because if you had your costume on, people would just think you had on a costume. Yep. That's an interesting thing Which, about going to a Halloween party. Yep. 
which would have been cool, but I didn't have it. Okay. I decided I was going to play the music and I was going to dance and I was gonna like act like I was fully committed to it, even if there wasn't any kids on the dance floor, and there weren't. But yeah, then- Middle school, man. Middle school- Middle school like, in front of their parents. In front of their parents, it was like the potentially most, it could have been very humiliating. And I, I tested that theory. <laughs> because like, they're, they're up there, I finally get them on the dance floor, uh, and they were, you know, they were, I didn't play my speech. How'd you get them on the dance floor? Waving? Um, like what, what directing I, them in? What was I playing? I think I, I think I played some Harry Styles, you know? You play a little bit of uh, late night talking, get them out there. And then I had a stack of post-it notes and I said, hey guys, uh, if you have any requests, write them down and they got excited. So mm. they started writing down stuff and then I'm looking at the post-it notes and then it was like, baby shark. <laughs> I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? I could've me? told you that was gonna happen. I mean like, dancing queen. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, man, you gave the control to a bunch of middle schoolers. And I, well, I didn't give them control. I said, I'm not playing any of the requests. Yeah, you denied it all. And this one girl, and this is the younger girls, <laughs> came up to me and she just kept saying, I, t I told you to play sexy and I know it. When are you gonna play sexy and I know it? And I was like, I'll play it next. This is like, and then I played sexy and I know it. And uh, they loved it. And then they were moving. And I was like, okay, I gotta play by their rules. I and I put on Dancing Queen and they were just, I don't know what it is about Dancing Queen, but they went nuts. Yeah. They went, middle school, they're going nuts over that. Mm. And I was like, yes, I have them. Mm. You know, I, this was like my third or fourth song in a row. Yeah. I kept them on the dance yeah, floor. Baby shark. And then I, I ain't doing no baby shark. And then all of a sudden they're like, they're like, draw the line they're somewhere. like, they're like having the time of their lives, singing along. And then, and I'm just standing back there just like saying, hey, I, this is working. Yeah, I'm taking requests. I, I'm a little embarrassed, but it's working. And um, then all of a sudden the music stops. Like, and I look down and like, my USB had been tweaked and it had come disconnected and there was no, because, you know, and then it had to reboot. So like all these kids just like turn and they're like, oh, <laughs> I was awed by 17 middle schoolers. Uh, wow. And I was just like, all I could do was like make a face and go, I, it wasn't me. Something happened to my computer. Your computer died. And then, no, the USB came disconnected. So my deck disconnected. And then when you reconnect it, it has to, you have to restart the program. Oh. I mean, this is like a, you know, they were they were gone. It was like they disappeared from the you dance floor. You lost them. I lost them. I literally lost them. I did. I couldn't even see them. Oh my Where God. are the middle schoolers that I'm trying my best to please? What mode does Elk Count Snuggle Baby go into when that happens? There needs to be a third mode. Defeated mode. I mean. Panic mode. Uh, crap. Elk Count Snuggle Baby enters panic mode. No, 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 I got get, this. Get, de get uh, Jenna to say that. No, I, I, I was fully prepared. I'm questioning my entire life right now. Okay, yeah, <laughs> You right, know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was definitely prepared for that. And I was, I made up my mind, I'm like, this is, this could be soul crushingly humiliating. This could be the end of Elk And I'm Elk. not gonna let that happen. We went trick or treating, had a good time, we came back, I was like, I'm gonna redeem myself, I'm gonna play some music, got him back on the dance floor. And then like they were running off other people and then the parents, some of which are like good friends of mine, 
got on the dance floor and they were like, all right, DJ, let's have this. And then I was like, they put me on the spot. And I'm like, well, I gotta play something. Now I gotta figure out how to make my, got back. <laughs> my friends dance. And uh, I played a song and they didn't like it. <laughs> These are my friends. They they weren't even humoring me. And then uh, I played another song. They didn't like it. And then I like I was like, all right, I just I, I have to I have to pander. I got to play like Party in the USA. I just got to go. There. Well, you know that was one it's of such the a huge one song. of the observations that I made because I've never ever I, I like the song. I've never thought about a DJ before until you did it. Like. Other than like, are they, play, uh, are God, they playing? God, hard. But one of the things that I was able to observe, even in a really supportive crowd like the, all the Mythical Beasts, is that if you could put two songs, you know, you could show me two songs, and BPM is the same, uh, perceived like energy is the same. Yes. And I would be like, yeah, both of these are like crowd hype inducing songs. And then it turns out that for whatever intangible reason that is very difficult to anticipate, no, only one of them is what the crowd is gonna like. Right. And that to me is what something clicked, that's when something clicked for me is like, oh, that's really the the job of a DJ. They can't, you know, is people- knowing want, what's gonna happen. Yeah, and they're not gonna, It's they don't wanna fake it. You know, like, even my friends didn't wanna fake it and they were just like, come on, play some, and I finally got them with that. And then I, so I played a couple of songs and I was like building momentum and everybody was having fun. And then all of a sudden, um, the same thing happened again. Foof, everything just died. Oh God, Link. And a woman, our age, or like she's in her thirties, that I did not know. Oh no. Like she, you know, she had an emotional reaction to the fact that when they were finally getting into it. Oh gosh, I'm getting, oh. I'm, this my woman. Fa my face is getting red. This woman that I did not know, like when the music just dies, just whips around and looks at me and is like, dude, God, what, come on. She's like, and I'm like, <laughs> I mean, it's like, it's one thing for like some middle school, but like, and you know what, I forgive her. I lured her into a trance of enjoyment that then I snatched her out of it and all she could do was just emote. At who? The DJ that she didn't know. For all she knew, yeah. it was the guy that was paid to be there and wear you Full camo. You certainly look like it. I didn't fit in with any of my many yeah, of the yeah, other yeah, adults yeah. there, you know. So it's like that. Oh. That hurt, man. Hold on. That so what hurt. happened that time? I said, I, I'm, I'm sorry. It's my comp computer. Ah, you what know? happened? The USB disconnected. But how does that happen? Because I had to raise up my laptop by putting it on top of the suitcase that I brought my deck in and the suitcase was empty and it was a plastic shell suitcase and it sagged in such that when the laptop sagged in, it disconnected the USB adapter to my deck. So it unplugged it. And it just slowly happens whenever like, if you bump the table or something. Doesn't like Questlove have like a branded like lock that you can put on your doesn't, the cable? Doesn't like any DJ worth his salt have like a, like a setup where that doesn't happen. I'm buying one today. Yeah, this is this ain't gonna happen Why again. Why didn't you buy one that night? But it, dude, I'm gonna tell you, I went from the best DJ experience that any DJ could ever have to one of the most humiliating. Like, I mean, 
I might as well have been naked. How did you recover from that one? I didn't. Party over at that point? Well, I, I, I said, I apologized profusely and then I was like, mm. I had also hooked up my phone to the Bluetooth on the speaker and I just started playing music on my phone and I shut my laptop. Oh gosh. I shut my laptop and I just started playing music from my phone. Oh. And I was so disappointed. Mm. Like I, I was just so, I wasn't mad, I wasn't, you know, I was just disappointed. You know, I wanted what, what I wanted Chris, to be Christy playing. Saying at this point, where was she? she? She was like, just play some stuff on your phone. And then, like, when I started playing stuff on my phone, they kept dancing, and it was okay. And then I tried to skip to the next song. It's like, why did you? Why did you skip that song? It's like they were they, they the people were not letting up. Yeah, yeah. They yeah, were like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you you're know? also in Los Angeles. Like one of the things that I've learned multiple times um, is that so many people, whether they work in the entertainment industry or they are so close to the entertainment industry, that's why most acts don't like to perform in LA because it's the judgiest, even if they're your friends, yeah. it's the judgiest crowd in the world because this is like the center of entertainment and so the standards and the way they look at everything, you, that puts you in a really tough position. I, yeah, I just, I mean, I literally, I I, I had to shut down my system, I just, Oh, I, it failed, it literally right. failed. And then I'm just a dude playing songs from his phone. But that did salvage it. I mean, I literally almost killed the party like th those two times. And then there were two other times when I just bumped the USB and it just stopped for like a second. There's another way to see this that may be encouraging. I have another way. I mean, um, I, it, it, I have some conclusions, but go ahead. Is that you, what you got? was in, in this second party situation is you were tangibly appreciating the power that you hold as a DJ. Yeah, I said it's, it was more power than I could wield. And it's this thing it was like that- like a toddler wielding like a heavy steel sword. I, I, I think, you know, this is chapter two of your memoir. You know, chapter one is your debut and it's wonderful. And right as soon as you get out of the gate, you you fall flat on my face, go, just like Jenna. You run right with off my the track. headphones. <laughs> uh, but you're learning. But it you're, was tough. But man. the le but one of the lessons is the the potential, the power that you have, and it's just with great power comes great responsibility, man. Like you're a DJ now. There's no looking back. There's no looking back. I mean, El Count Snuggle Baby cannot be put back in the womb. No, he can't. And you know what? That's exactly I was I was extremely disappointed because I wanted I had things I wanted to do and I couldn't do them. And but I I, I apologized to the host and he didn't care at all. Like nobody really cared. Like after that moment What about that woman? Even the woman later I talked to her and she pieced it together that I was just another dad at the party who was not being paid and she was like, I you know, it wasn't a big deal. It wasn't, we, I played music for my phone for another hour just like I normally do at get togethers and yeah. uh, it, it really was fine. I was just, you know, I, I did have a hard time um, that night and Christy helped me out. But you know what? I'm, I'm grateful for both experiences and I'm grateful for them being so close together because now it's kind of like, they kind of blended in a good way that's like I can, I've had my highs, I've had my lows. You know, and now I'm just I'm gonna I'm gonna pay my dues and I'm gonna work my way back to, up to the top, baby. Yeah, you're like three years old in DJ years. I 
already. I am so grateful for both experiences because I mean the second one was just so it was just such a learning experience. You know, if I would if I was a more diligent researcher and planner and stuff like that, if I and then I probably could have sidestepped some of it, but sometimes you just can't you can't replace a good life lesson. You know? And I am really excited. I, I mean, it's invigorating to put yourself out there and do something, especially when you have people who can celebrate it. And then, but but even with even the other part, it's like putting yourself out there and saying, "I'm I'm learning something new. Uh, I am really into it. It's a really fun hobby that can, you know, that taps into a lot of my passions, and I can connect with people." And it's something that I can get better at, you know? And I can I can have this, I can just have another lane of creativity and growth that is, um, it's a different lane from, from what we do. And you know, I now, I'm now experiencing through, through that, a lot of what we talked about that you also experienced with James and the Shame, and it's just, it is invigorating. And like the good, mad, and the ugly of it. You know, and being able to ex- express myself and say the the cr- the strange, very linkish ideas I have, um, I can just do it. Like I don't, you know, I don't have to. I can, I can be fully myself, and it, and there is a part of that that, like, if we were doing this together, wouldn't it? It would. There would be some. Push and pull, right? Because it's if we like were do, if a double DJ. Yeah, if we we're doing double DJ, yeah, that's be a little weird. Now I will say, I, I do. I'm. I think I need to talk to Ben about being part of my Elk Hound Snuggle Baby costume. Like I'm thinking about, like we talked about this, like putting him in a baby Bjorn in front of me with like baby antlers. Yeah, and so then I can just like fist bump for the crowd, and then he he and then he works the deck sometimes. Yeah, or whenever I can't figure out how to play. The next song. Why is it not playing? He just like stick. He sticks his head and arms out of my kangaroo pouch, and he does it for me. And he goes that back in. That's, yeah, yeah. I don't want to do that. No, nope. I think Ben could do that. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask Ben if he. That, wants speaking to do of that. that, that is one thing that uh, I, in the in the bit that I watched Diplo last night. Um, one of the things that you did that he didn't do is is a lot of this, a lot of the fist pumping. I was dancing a lot. Yeah, yeah. You got you're 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 a very you're very active. It's very did active I DJ. did I except for the times when I was totally bum fuzzled, like you gave me notes at the mythical party about the look on my face. What did you think about my the way that I held myself as a DJ on stage? Um, I think you. Yeah, I don't think you ever looked like you were lost, even if you were. Now, now that I know that you were at certain mm. points, yeah. But there were a couple of times when I when I can kind of see that there was just like, um, Link has a look on his face right now that is, it's hiding something that's going on under uh, underneath. <laughs> I didn't know it was that. Oh, you were pressing a button and something else was happening. <laughs> I think it was more like you were like questioning your entire life right now. Yeah, uh, but no, I yeah, I, I huge improvement from uh, the uh, oh, m- the mythical yeah. party. Uh, the, you know the glasses help. Scene. Uh, yeah, they do. You know, it's my wreck. I'm gonna leave you with a wreck. Thank you for the love that you gave to Elk Hound Snuggle Baby. Um, 
Thank you for spelling it with the parentheses. Thank you for being here for it, even if you weren't there for it. And um, you know, there's gonna be more. There's gonna be more from Elkhound Snuggle Bubby. He ain't going away. Here's my wreck. Um, I gotta give you a song, song I'm into uh, as of late. Um, <laughs> which one am I going with? Uh, Freddie Gibbs, Feel No Pain, featuring Anderson Pack. I'm a big Anderson Pack fan, and I I like the Freddie Gibbs album, Soul Sold Separately. I don't know anything about him as a person, but as a rapper, I'm I'm a fan. And this is that's an it's an unexpected song that will take you by surprise. Didn't mean to start playing anything right now. Yeah, so um, feel no pain. There you have it, right there. Thanks for joining us. Elk Count Snuggle Baby, out. Continue the conversation with us, hashtag Ear Biscuits. And also remember, you can always call and be a part of the conversation. one 888 earpod one So I'm a Starbucks barista, or Starbucks partner, um, and we have a Reddit thread called Starbucks Partners. And it's so funny because I was going through our like hottest posts and one of them, like one of the most popular posts on that Reddit um, group is Link, a barista um, selfie with Link saying, if anyone sees Link, get him a grande iced latte with oat milk. And I just think it's so funny. And I wanted to share it because you guys need to know, especially Link, that Starbucks baristas love you. There you go. Thank you, guys. Have a great day. Hi, Rhett and Link. This is Courtney. Um, I love listening to your podcast, especially the awkward encounters Link has in his social situations. But as I was laughing at the embarrassing things he does, I realized that I am inclined to do similar things. The other day, I was at the store, and this mom was unloading her car onto the conveyor belt. She was at the register, and her four-year-old daughter was crying and begging for her mom to buy her this gum. And I don't know what inclined me to be so helpful, but when her mom was busy unloading, I made eye contact with the little kid and I just shook my head quietly, hoping the little kid would get the message of, you know, don't be a brat, like your mom said no. And I was trying to help out the mom while she wasn't looking, but did this stop the little kid? No, it was just really awkward as we were looking at each other and I shook my head and I told my husband about this and he was like, why did you do that? So I don't know what, this inclination is to do these awkward things, but I can relate. Love you guys. Hey, this is Braden from Tacoma, Washington. Just wanted to call and say that I've been watching you guys since I was in elementary school. Um, and it's really cool how, how much you guys have grown. And I just really appreciate that you guys are so open. The Ear Biscuits podcast is by far my favorite podcast. Um, it, it's funny that you guys always touch on stuff that I'm like going through or like, uh, like dissecting in my own life um, around the time that I'm doing that. So it's like, I don't know, man, it feels special. I know it's not for me, it's for everyone, but it feels very, uh, very targeted. Um, so you guys are doing a great job. Just want to say thank you again, Rhett and Link and all the team over at uh, Good Mythical. Just keep it up.